Welcome to the Purposeful Planning Podcast, where we discuss how meeting and event planners can maximize their time, their budget, and most importantly, their impact. I'm your host, Joe Fiegel, and today with my co-host, Jack Phillips, the co-founder and chairman of the ROI Institute. Today, we're going to talk about driving attendee engagement through empowerment. Let's get started. I know the last year has been really hard on our industry, but over the last month, I've been encouraged by indicators that point to growth. Jack, I'm curious, are you getting more requests for speaking at in-person events? Yes, it's picking up. We're getting some consulting projects. We're getting a lot more uh, visits and uh, trips planned already. Uh, We've got a travel on the books now, and that's good. And uh, speaking at conferences already and, and, in May and um, and June and August and on down in the fall. So yes, things are looking good. All right, let's dive into today's topic. Consider this, how much of your time and budget is spent designing for the application or impact after the event versus the inputs that happen during the event? In our industry terms, how much time and budget do we put towards designing how attendees apply what they learn to influence teams and organizational goals like sales and productivity versus designing the things that happen during the event. As we start to return to in-person events, we all have an opportunity to not only improve what we do, but to influence and shape the success of our industry going forward. And I believe planning and measuring for return is one of the keys to growing our industry. Jack, do you agree? Yes. A planner has so much to do. They've got so many things they have to account for, and the budgets are one of those. And so uh, what we just want you to think about is allocating some time for things that will make a difference in the application and impact. Because when you think about how much budget do you assign now to that, I'm suggesting it's probably close to zero. That is, we just don't plan for that. Um, we plan for what's happening at the event or the meeting. What would be an example of how you would drive post-meeting application or impact amongst attendees? What tools can planners use? Well, we could actually say, look, we're going to have some coaching videos for some of our key topics here. We're going to send them to you, and they, they give you some more information right at the time you may need it based on some of the content in the conference. We can also have it's a networking opportunity. We actually go, we actually use an, a, an app to keep some people together. We may put a, a whole group on WhatsApp uh, to make sure that we're still together and we're reinforcing and supporting each other. And we also w- might put some another session, say we want to have a check-in session just to see the progress that we're making on, on a volunteer basis. We may put some technology in. There's some actually software support technology sometimes that supports us in doing some of the things that we need to do. So some things that we can do to enable the use, to make sure that it happens, but we got to plan for it in advance and make it happen after the, the actual conference. So the idea here is to create touch points that extend the event experience. Think about how much excitement happens during those meetings and events. But when people leave, that energy, well, it dissipates. 
Allocating time and budget to create experiences after the event can resurrect the enthusiasm they experience, driving use of what they learned in performance. Is that correct? Exactly. Uh, I, I attended a virtual conference in January, and I'm getting reminders now from that conference asking me uh, what I've done with what the what was it, what I learned at the conference, what impact did that have in my work. So there's someone asking me, prompting me to do something. So that's something you can build into the process and tailor it right to the content and to the individual sometimes. From a destination experience standpoint, we can also leverage virtual or gifting to remind them of an experience. Leveraging the benefit of the positive associations, uh, the connections and learning they experience. On the other side, I've seen an increase in the use of polling and other tools to get attendees insights prior to a meeting. And this helps better understand what they might find useful, relevant or engaging. Is that what you're trying to say, Jack? Right. We're more concerned about their engagement getting them involved uh, in the conference, in the meeting. And now we've got to shift. Okay, let's think about what's going to happen after the meeting. Uh, that engagement's necessary so they have takeaways. You know, without that learning, we won't have any takeaways that they can actually use. So, so we got to now push our efforts on that application, as we call it, applying what they've learned. Or the, and the consequence of that, and which is the impact. Mm. Thinking about those two. So you basically have three tiers now, which sounds like in in from the meeting planning that I've seen or done or experiences. There's a lot of pre-planning and there's a lot of planning during the event, but post the event, not much activity whatsoever. Maybe a survey, but not much else as far as that goes. That's that's what I'm hearing. Yes. Um, so we see. When, back to your first question, how much do you budget for this? And we 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 rarely see that there's any budget for it. It's like it's all about what happens there. And and I think the reason for that is that a, a planner has has defined her or his success as hey, it's done now. Uh, the conference is over. I'm done. And for the person who paid for this. They say, not really, because if they do nothing with what they took away, then it's a waste. So we've got to allocate some funds to that part. It's also a, a planner would say, I'm stressed now. i got so many things to do. Don't add more things for me to do. Or how can I get more budget when I've got a tight budget anyway? How can I go get 10, 20 percent more budget just to plan for the things they're going to do afterwards? And our response is, well, if you don't, you probably won't have that application and impact, which means that your event or meeting is a failure in the minds of those who fund it. And we've got the data to show that. If you have no application and impact, hey, it's a negative 100% ROI, which means it was wasted. So we've got to go in that direction. Although it's different, it does take some time. It does take some budget. If we don't do that, we won't have it. And this is why we get cut in our budgets. We're trying to prevent that. We got to have some data shows we make a difference. Well, and it's, I like saying performing, you know, we want the yes. meetings to perform better. There's clearly a reason these meetings are happening. There's clearly a reason the agenda is being set. So understanding how they could perform better 
and and that's okay. That's part of doing a study. That's part of understanding what the tangible takeaways can do. Small little things. I think there's probably people listening to this right now who would agree that they're not doing anything post the meeting other than maybe the final invoice and 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 sending a survey out. Did you like the chicken? Did you like the destination? And there's a lot more that could be done. That's what I'm hearing. So I really like that. Let's talk about the activities that are happening during the meeting or event that focuses on application or trying to drive the impact that we're speaking of. So this, yeah. this obviously involves the attendees. It involves your speakers that are coming um, any of the right. organizers talk to us a little bit about some of the ways that there might be some tools that the planners not thinking about that they can use as they plan this new meeting as we reopen uh, the meetings and event industry. Yes. So the simple thing of getting your speakers to to write application objectives and impact objectives. We know they have learning objectives for most events and meetings now. This is what you want people to learn from my session. But now say. Now tell us what they should be doing with what they've learned. That's an application objective. And what impact that will have. Uh, just having that there is one thing because you put that clear expectation right in front of the participants, the attendees. And they see not only what they should be doing from the session, but they also see why they're here. That's the impact. Now, also, as they're giving the speech, the presentation, with those objectives, they're now teaching to what's happening after the session. They're saying, look, when you do this, this is going to happen, and you're going to see this occur, and you're going to work around this. And by the way, this pays off at the end, and here's what here's your impact. So you're teaching to the end goal here. And so in those sessions, they just have more value to the attendee because you say, I clearly see why I'm sitting in this session now and the value it's going to bring to me. It's basically, I'm seeing the path forward when I leave here. And that's really what you need to do. Makes the sessions a big difference. We have some conference organizers won't let a person speak unless they have application and impact objectives. In fact, one major conference with about 10,000 people every year told us they implemented this and they found it to be a great tool for them to cut out the speakers that they didn't want anyway. Because if a speaker can't articulate that, then we don't want them speaking. If they can't articulate what you should do when you leave this conference with what I'm showing you, teaching you, uh, then we don't want them speaking. So it's a great simple thing you can do that works on pushing it to application and impact. Okay, so we've all attended conferences where we've inspired or we've been motivated by speakers. But often you are also left wondering, what am I supposed to do with this? Or even worse, uh, there are times when you go home and you forget the experience entirely. Today, we can leverage technology to help connect the dots. And using technology as an example is an important part when it comes to the speaking engagement side of meetings. Jack, your research shows that there is a post-meeting activity that gives us the greatest opportunity for return. Can you give our listeners a few more ideas about how they can engage attendees after the meeting? Yes. Well, first, you create an expectation. So, look, we... We know you're going to use what you learned from this conference. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. And so we're going to help you get there. Uh, one of the things we want to do is give you some tools here that actually help you get there. It's, it's a form of an action plan. We want you to jot down some action plans here and, and that will you uh, to help you apply what you 
you're actually taking away. And we want you to leave those action plans with us. And we'll follow up with you and see if you've done that. This is one way, build an action plan. But if that's too complicated, let's do something simple and say, we're going to remind you at certain points, hey, people normally at this at this stage after the conference are doing these kinds of things. Is that what you're doing? Could you let us know? Could you report that in? Uh, that's pretty easy to do. And you may be, see the fact that you're doing it, you plan to do it, it creates an expectation. The fact that you're doing it and encourages some people to actually go and do it that maybe who wouldn't do it previously. But then think about, suppose we say, look, what do you need to be successful? Are you successful now? If not, why not? What gets in the way? How can we help you? Or say, can you? would you network with a group of people? If we put you all on WhatsApp or on Slack or something else, what can we do uh, to keep this together, keep this communication? How about networking? Can you join a networking group? Are you willing to stay with your colleagues here and share what you've done? Could we organize a lessons learned group so we can see what we've learned from this? So Hey, it just goes on and on. In fact, one of our documents is 30 techniques to design for application and impact. Hey, we'll be happy to, we're going to talk about that later and get that document to you. But there's a lot of things you can do. It's almost unlimited, but it just takes some good, careful thinking and planning before the meeting, planning what you're going to do after, because you're going to tell them uh, what you're going to do and you do that. Uh, you know, the old saying is you tell them what you're going to tell them, you tell them, and you told them that you told them. Well, we're going to do the same thing here. We're going to explain to them what we're going to do in the follow-up, and then we'll actually follow up, and then we go back and tell them, here's what we found in the follow-up. So a lot of things we can do here. Very, very productive possibilities here. As we emerge from this pandemic, I think our industry will take more of a strategic approach to meeting and event planning to prove the vital importance it has on achieving business objectives like productivity and revenue. And certainly post-meeting planning will continue to emerge as an important part of the discussion. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to hearing you and listening to you on our next podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We so appreciate your time. If you found these insights helpful, please subscribe to this podcast. If you'd like more information, please visit us at purposeful-planning.com. Thanks again for joining us. We hope to see you soon.